Welcome to the Wild and Free Healthy You podcast. This is Lenny Wennestrom, common sense health expert, unconventional health coach, creator of LennyMotivates.com, author of Seven Simple Steps to a Crazy Awesome Healthy You, and your host of the Wild and Free Healthy You podcast. Your health is your number one asset. That's why on this podcast, we're going to talk about all facets of your health, mind, body, and spirit, which include unconventional strategies, tools, and solutions from a holistic point of view. Because without good health, there isn't much joy in life. If your gut always hurts, you have digestive issues, insomnia, brain fog, joint pain, suffer from thyroid and low energy issues, we're going to talk about it. If your heart hurts, you wonder what your purpose is or you feel you are spiritually deficient, we're going to talk about that too. We'll talk about recipes and food, getting fit, staying youthful, organization of heart and home, setting boundaries, creating a morning routine that's productive. We're going to talk about it all because health is not just physical. We need balance. From inspiration, motivation, and expansion of mind, body, and spirit, my goal is to help you protect your number one asset, your health. My intention with this podcast is to inform, educate, have fun, and to make getting healthier as easy as possible because health really comes down to common sense. Once you know the scoop and the how-to, you can take action for yourself and your loved ones. Your health is truly your wealth, and I want to help you protect it so you can live the life that you want to live. If you like what you hear for each episode, please take the time to give me a five-star review, comment, and share with your friends and family. This is how you can contribute to helping others, how the podcast will grow and reach more people, and how together we can inspire others to see the truth of our toxic world and learn how to navigate it with confidence and courage. Your suggestions for the show are always valued and welcome. We're going to have some fun along the way and we're going to learn a lot. Don't forget to visit me at LennyMotivates.com to see what's new as I grow not only this podcast but the site as well. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook and all social media at LennyMotivates. Now be your biggest fan and your biggest cheerleader because it's time to protect your number one asset, your health. Thanks for listening and subscribing to the Wild and Free Healthy You Podcast. Hello, you awesome and amazing peeperoos. Lenny Wennerstrom, common sense health expert. Well, uh, it's an update on IB. And IB, I was going to, I was going to do several podcasts throughout IB's uh, time and let you know what I was doing, what was working and what wasn't. And, um, and it just, there was so much going on and I, I just I couldn't bring myself to do it very honestly and she transitioned on the 16th on October 16th Saturday so a week ago yesterday and it was a very very difficult time especially for if you have a, a husband or a, a son or somebody if you are a woman and or you know someone who doesn't is not very emotional or they don't show a lot of emotions with the pets. They can be incredibly attached. And uh, Steve was incredibly attached. Steve, my husband, incredibly attached to Ivy. And it just, he, his health is not very good. And it, and it um, has kind of gone down from there. So, so there's, he's, he's uh, just really emotionally um, let me start with the title here. <laughs> the title is "You, the Savior of the World." So, what does that mean? And we'll come back to to Steve. Um, you know, when I first started, just really studying health and learning, and that was in 2011. That's when I flushed down all of my um, all of the I think 12 or 14 uh, drugs. 
that I was on. And I went through a period of about eight years of just, it was, it was just a really, if you've read my book, um, then you, you already know all this, so I'm not going to belabor it. So, um, seven simple steps to a crazy, awesome, healthy you. You can get that on Kindle. I would love for you to get that. It's a, it's a really good book. I finished it in 2014 and, and it's basically it's fundamentals. It's how I got myself from zero to health. I mean, literally from death within probably hours, if not, I mean, I should say maybe a day or two, if not hours. I, I don't know how long I would have made it um, where I was going because I couldn't breathe. So if you can't breathe, you're not going to live. And I couldn't breathe. I could barely get a, a breath. I had COPD and some other um, things that were just really, really um, epileptic seizures and some other things, migraines, um, debilitating migraines. So so where um, where that took me on my journey is once I started learning, like once I threw away all the pills, once I stopped leaning on and thinking something outside of me was going to save me, like this pill is going to help me with this and that pill, and things just really changed for me. So what I recognized was I had to take responsibility for my health. I couldn't have a pill be what was going to save me. And that's pretty much um, how I grew up, that, that pills would, uh, that the Western medicine, there's nothing wrong with Western medicine. It, it's like everything else. Um, it's it's uh, It truly is a pill for every ill, and I think... So many of us are programmed to believe that, that it, um, that we, that we'll even substitute, say, an herb, like, uh, as a, now as a home herbalist, it's, you know, um, well, what herb will do this for that and everything else? It, it's, it's really more of, um, a, a, you come from a place of taking responsibility for your health. And, and I'm speaking of myself here. But when I did that, I turned it all around so quickly. So I had, I think in my book, I wrote that I turned it around like in a week. Maybe I said two weeks, but it probably was two weeks. I think I wrote in a week, but it was probably two um, weeks filled with hell <laughs> because with all the prescription drugs that I had, the, I mean, uh, uh, also, you know, addicted psychologically more than physically addicted to my painkillers, uh, the, and I'm only speaking for myself here, so I'm not giving any medical advice or, or suggesting that you would do anything that I did. This is what I did and it's what worked for me. But even my epileptic seizure pills, uh, I just knew that I would have a seizure if I didn't. I mean, I was just so afraid not to take them. And that there were just so many things, uh, the migraines, um, besides the, the painkillers, I was on all kinds of different migraine medications and it was just, it was just a crazy time in my life, but such, I can look back now and it was such a journey and what a beautiful journey it was. I learned so mucho and uh, got myself all healthy and wrote a book about it and had a wonderful time. So I want to get back to the savior of the world because all the research that I did for that book, I started learning and oh my gosh, I got certified in so many things. Um, 
and and learned like I learned all about herbs. I learned all about food. I learned uh, um, just how to eat, how not to eat, what to eat, and and I went from uh, well, re really, what was I eating? I I don't even know what I was eating. I, I went. A lot of times I wouldn't eat anything because I'd be just starving myself because I didn't want to eat. Other times I'd eat the most crap in the world. Um, <laughs> and then, and I, but I wasn't eating right and I wasn't hydrating. So I really wasn't eating and hydrating. But I'll look, I look back at some of the pictures and I was like really overweight. So I would just, I was all over the place during those eight years. But what I learned is, um, as as I learned, I should say, I started thinking, I learned so many unconventional ways and, and ways to health that are, um, have been lost, that um, have been uh, suppressed for various reasons, mostly because money can't be made on them because they, don't, um, they, can't, be, they can't be patented or um, because they have been, um, maybe they're more difficult than like say taking a pill or maybe just because well for for many reasons I, I can't think of any others off the top of my head there's so many there were so many reasons different reasons that they just got they just I had to dig I've had to dig for so many of these the things that I have learned and and then also because well another reason and I need to share this is because it's uh like one person knows about it and does it and shares. And one of the things that is really wonderful about social media, uh, Facebook, you know how Facebook has all the groups and, and I don't really care that much for Facebook or really a lot of social media, but, but it's, but it has, it's like Western medicine, like herbalism, like everything, it has its place. And, and truly like these groups, you'd find like these really, uh, things that you had never heard of. I mean, I I found a lot of things just through my research and people that I followed or, or just, you know, um, through digging and trying to find something to help for a certain, like rheumatoid arthritis. I Just on that search, I found so many things that would help with that. And, and so I just started adding to my library and would get um, like that um, low dose now next now citrant next low dose I can't even think of it right now low dose nalxitran. Um what is that low dose I better look for it real fast because I'm gonna go crazy here if I don't low oops that put flow low dose naltrexone yeah, naltrexone. That's what I don't know why. You know, it works for multiple sclerosis and and for um, for rheumatoid arthritis for many things. Again, that's a pill for every ill. So as I'm as I'm talking, you can understand there are just so many there's so many things that can help people, but so many things that don't help people. You know, that might help somebody, but it doesn't help the other. Well. The reason I, again, coming back to the savior of the world, I thought for sure, and I'm going to come back to Ivy and I'm going to come back to Steve, my husband. I thought for sure with Ivy that, that I was going to be able to, with everything that I've learned, I was going to be able to help her. And I looked back in my journal 
from uh, since I think it was the end of February or March that she was throwing up every single day. And I went through homeopathy, uh, MMS, MMS and DMSO. These are some of the things that I used if you don't know what MMS and DMSO. DMSO is dimethyl sulfoxide and a lot of athletes use that for sore muscles and and if you really understand it, if you got a book on it, you'd go crazy because it's one of the things that'll just help you in so many things. Uh, if you had a stroke or a heart attack, if you look that up, again, I'm not giving medical advice, but I would um, do my homework on that <laughs> just to have in the house if I were you. Even if you stub your toe, you can, you know, um, put that on and and save your, save your toenail. Um, but the MMS is chlorine dioxide. And I just really thought that um, because we didn't know what she had through all of this. And uh, and so it turns out, and, and we still don't know this for a fact, but she, is, it, she probably had a stomach tumor, cancer. And I mean, whether whether it was benign or not, or she was too to go in and do what they needed to do was so invasive that um, nobody felt the, I finally felt, well, two, two vets, but I finally found one that, um, that will be our vet for all of our animals. Um, who's very holistic. It took me forever to find her. And, and, but, but she as well said that to go in and to look, to put a scope and see, they'd have to, to put IV, you know, to put her under anesthesia, and they didn't know if she could take that. And so, because um, she had lost so much weight. Therefore, the whatever was growing in her stomach just kept growing and growing, and, and even using, um, like I used Comfrey and DMSO ex- externally, Comfrey the plant, and, and it seemed to really help her it seemed, I don't know, it seemed to really help her to be more comfortable, like in the last week of her life. And so just as a poultice, like externally, and then, um, and then along with some, with silver and what else did I use? Silver frankincense, because I learned on the, in the truth about cancer that one lady had put frankincense on the roof of her, of her mouth for brain cancer. And it took her six months, but doing it every single day, like the, she shrunk that tumor. So I didn't have that time with Ivy. Um, I mean, I had like from say end of February or April or March, but I didn't know what I was dealing with. And I, and I couldn't understand why she, I thought, is this, does she, is she having intestinal problems? Is this, is this her stomach acid? Is I, I mean, and and going to so many people and trying so many things that I knew, like what I'm what I'm telling you, but it just my understanding is that it was incredibly fast growing, and um, once it really started growing, it really started growing, and she couldn't eat. She refused to eat. We were feeding her from a from a syringe, and um, and she wouldn't drink water, and and she just would go. Um, she would just turn her head and, and it was just so painful for her to to eat or drink. And that was like the last two weeks. And the the, the Thursday before um, she died, we put, um, I took her to the vet close by, not the holistic vet, but because that's 45 minutes away in Conifer, Colorado. And, um, and I took her 
somebody that's five minutes away from me, uh, the vet, her, her first vet, and, um, and they gave her IV fluids and everything. And I thought, gosh, if I could just get her to get hydrated, that would give me a chance to really help her. And, and so, but even after she was hydrated, so we had, she could, they didn't finish the first bag. So they were going to keep her over. And I was like, no, I'll just bring her home. <laughs> she can be home with me. And, um, and then I took her back on Friday morning, poor thing. And she was just so weak and, and by the brought her back Friday and she just still wouldn't eat, still wouldn't drink. And I took her Saturday morning out to the bathroom. I was carrying her everywhere. She just, she, for the most part, she, she, um, she could, she'd run down the stairs sometimes like Lynette would come Lynette, my daughter, you might know her from cosmicmoves.com if you're on her on her email list. If you're not, I would highly suggest she's an astrologer and incredible, gives so much information. But so Lynette would come to the house and she'd just get up and bark and run down the stairs. So Saturday she came and um, Lynette came over and she kind of barked, but it was just kind of like woof, woof, woof. Instead <laughs> of so like, rah, rah, you know, make all this racket and then jump off. And, you know, she just... So, um, we've cried and we've done all kinds of stuff and I'm so grateful for all my spiritual teachings because I know that IB is energy now, uh, you know, energy cannot be created nor destroyed. And so that was her expression, you know, her individual expression of being of the one. And she is, um, now she is of, she's still of the one, their energy. And I mean, this is just, this, this is my truth. She is now, we are all the one you call it God source energy, whatever you want to call it. Um, but we are all individual expressions of that. And then we go back to that. We go back to the, to that one, to, to our creator. And, and so I know that she is that. And I told myself, you're not going to cry on this. And so I'm not going to cry. Uh, not that crying is a bad thing. In fact, crying is a very good thing. Uh, grief gets held in the lungs. So you don't want, you'll have lung issues if you, according to Chinese medicine and according to everything that I've seen, um, you have lung issues when you have grief and you don't let that out. So, so the savior of the world, I thought long ago, I thought I could save, I could save my family members. I could say, I could save everybody with everything I was learning. I could just, you know, and then, and then I realized I came to realize and I stopped taking clients. In fact, I, uh, let, several clients go, uh, because they, uh, they really didn't until something happens, it seems people are just not interested in getting healthy. It, they, they just, it, it's really status quo, status quo. Cause they're so busy. We're all so busy. Um, that happened to me. So like, I'm not, to, I'm not judging. It just, it, it became, it was, became very clear to me and I became very disillusioned with health. So, I mean, to share, really. I just kind of stopped sharing on, um, I would always do Facebook and everything else. And I just kind of stopped because, just because. <laughs> so, so I couldn't, uh, because of that, because I became disillusioned. And, uh, and people don't really want your advice. And I was so good at, Oh, well, let me tell you about this and let me help you with that. Cause I wanted to be, I was like, hello, helpful Henrietta. I was helpful Henrietta. <laughs> so, so I backed off that. I learned, I learned, 
you know, that people don't want to be, they, unless they ask you for advice, don't give them advice. That's what I learned. I learned not to give advice. And I still work with that because I want to help. Oh my gosh, I want to help so badly. It's just in my nature. It's like, I just want to help you. So if anybody asks me for anything, I'm just like, oh, how can I help? <laughs> Even somebody stuck on the side of the road, how can I help you? I mean, I just want to help. It's just in my nature. Um, I've learned a lot and I've, and I've created boundaries. And so this has been a really, all of this has been really good for me. I mean, I, I truly believe that uh, everything is, there's something always more beautiful around the corner, no matter how difficult it is. Everything is a message to me for positive change. And I, and I believe that wholeheartedly and so wholeheartedly. So um, I be, um, I, I wasn't able to help her. The, the other thing that I learned is that Ivy had to help herself. Like I could give her all the tools, but she was so, she was a, a dog that um, anytime we would go, if you ever watched my, my Facebook lives or anything, traveling or Instagram, Ivy just, I would always say she's just not a good traveler. She was always so upset. Like we'd get started and she'd just throw, I mean, this, when, when she was throwing up, but before that she would just be shaking and so scared and run away from the motor home. And, and it just wasn't fun. Like the last two years getting started and everything. Cause it was fun once we were kind of going and she'd settle down, but she just got worse and worse over the, the last, especially the last two years. And especially this last year. And um, because she would throw up the second that we'd start it, she'd throw up. And also, if we would leave the house, like if Steve and I would leave together and she was by herself, she would just be so despondent, despondent, like that we were leaving. It didn't matter if we just left together to go. If she knew we were leaving, she just, and when we weren't taking her, but she didn't want to go because she was gets, you know, like car sick. So it was like a no-win situation. Where I'm going with this is, our stomach, cancer, what was going on, that everything, my truth, what I believe to be true is everything starts with emotions. And Ivy had emotions that um, affected her stomach. Like it was all about um, being left and, um, and, and car sickness and, and, an anxiety disorder, anxiety. I don't want to give things labels, but she had incredible anxiety about us leaving, um, and, and being left alone. And, and so, so there was so much going on. And I think that manifested in her stomach and, and even to the, on Saturday when, um, we were leaving to go, she, uh, she started throwing up because we were leaving. And so there was just, I realized there was nothing I could do for her. There was nothing I could do. She couldn't breathe, so she, she could hardly sleep. I, I hardly got any sleep during the last few weeks, I guess, because I was up with her the whole time. So I it might seem like I'm droning on and on, but I but my my point about all of this, and I'm coming now back to Steve, is he's not doing... I mean, I'm not saying he's like horribly sick, but he's got some things going on and I, you know, I don't know how to help him anymore. Um, I will do my best to support and be there for him. But this, what I, what I've learned is we can't be the savior of the world. We can't be the savior of our families. We just, 
it's it's a huge huge burden and um and 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 a responsibility that's not ours it's not ours i mean if it's our children that's one thing if your children are under 18 and they're living in your home and all this stuff in our culture but just like in the akashic records i read the akashic records if you're you're my client you understand this um literally you're you're not to um our culture says you're not an adult until you're 18 which i don't really believe that even 18 year olds are really their brains are not full formed and all that but that's the culture so and so when your child leaves the nest you are no longer um responsible for them you might feel like you're responsible but that's a choice or everything's a choice and that's another thing i'll talk about on another on another episode of this podcast but you don't have to be the savior of the world and when you put yourself in that position because I did, and I have for many years, that I could take care of. It, it was it was shocking to me. It was absolutely shocking that I I could not help Ivy. It it, it hit me so hard. I mean, I, I it was probably I, I, I couldn't even believe that um, I I just couldn't. I it was it was very very difficult. And then I realized. It's stuff that I teach, stuff that I have learned. I mean, stuff that I learned and now that I teach. It wasn't, first of all, it's it wasn't my life. It, was, it wasn't my journey. It was her journey. And I was honoring her journey, you know, just supporting and, and doing anything I possibly could, just like you would do for a child or your own animal. You know, you, you give them the best of everything that you have. And um, at some point, you have to honor that they know best. And Ivy knew best. And so it was her journey. And so as... Sorry. As difficult as it is, you know, for... On this third dimensional planet, to feel like you've lost something, you really haven't. um, Because... I'll say again, energy cannot be created nor destroyed. So like even my mother, uh, she's not gone. I have such an incredible relationship with her now. And um, and I'm incredibly grateful for that. And I do miss Ivy and I do miss my mother. And uh, I miss them in this third dimension that I can't hug them and kiss them and, you know, put my hair into Ivy's head because she was Havanese. So he, she literally had hair, not fur. And it smelled so good and <laughs> it was so soft. And I just, I just miss her. And so, and so, you know, it's, it's, it truly is a journey. And I think more than anything, I just want to share that I am not responsible for Steve. It is his journey. And I, and I hope that, um, and he's doing everything. Oh my gosh, the, the man is really doing everything he possibly can at this moment to take care of himself from, from fasting to um, we have something from Dr. Jerry Tennant called a biomodulator. That's another thing we used on IB. I'm kind of throwing things out because of the things you might want to look at for yourself. And um, and what I what I recognized is all of these things are so good. These tools they're they're wonderful. They're beautiful, and they um, definitely helped and prolonged uh, um, IB's life. That I know uh, based on how uh, fast the the tumor was growing and. Um, and so, and, and also that she 
just that she was so, um, she couldn't breathe. I think it was growing so, it was pushing up on our diaphragm. And so then it was pushing into her lungs. And, and um, so, so she was incredibly uncomfortable and, and couldn't get a good night's sleep or she couldn't sleep very well. She was trying to sleep all the time, but she really had a difficult time. So, so we're not responsible to save the world. Not, not our, not our parents or our siblings, your animals, um, even your plants, if they get sick, like, oh my God, I've had so much guilt over like some of my plants because, you know, like if I neglected them because I was working with Ivy or do, whatever it is, you know, you can give yourself any, you can give an excuse, but literally, um, that guilt is so, it's such a, it's such a waste of energy. So that is my message for the day. You don't have to be the savior of the world. You, the savior of the world, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and your family. And, and that's really what I want to share with you. And I, I went, I did go on and on on this, but it's important that, that, that you understand that you are responsible for your own, own, your own journey, unless it's your, your children under 18 or, or however you want to think of it. That's our culture. That's our society. So at 18, they're an adult. But, um, and that's through the Akashic Records, that's kind of uh, a, a standard. You don't read uh, somebody's Akashic Records if they're under 18. Um, and so, because then you can influence them and you're, and you're not to influence. And as an adult, you get to decide because you have free, we all have free will. So the, the point is um, that the guilt is, is, is a waste and I and I really worked through that I worked through that um right away with Ivy like I I allowed myself time to grieve and 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 I'm it's not that I haven't finished grieving I mean I her bed's there I oh I have to tell you one funny story um Steve wants another puppy and um another Havanese puppy (laughs) and there's and Saturday I put Ivy's stairs. She has little stairs to come up on the bed because she comes up every night. And so I put the stairs up um, in in the because I, I just couldn't look at them because I just loved watching her. I I you know I'd hear her come in and then I knew I'd see her white little head, her fluffy little head come up the stairs and oh I just loved it every single time. So anyway I couldn't look at the stairs. So I put the stairs in in the closet and. Um, and so after Steve, we were talking, I think this was like maybe Tuesday or Wednesday after, and, and Steve just really wants, he just has a huge hole in his heart. He's just like, I, we need to get a puppy. And, and I talked to some, um, some breeders and, um, and they had girls, one had boys and girls and the other breeder had boy, uh, had just three girls. And I said, and I said, well, girls are better than boys anyway. And, <laughs> and all of a sudden I heard this big crash and, and I was in the bedroom and he was in the loft, which is uh, just outside the door uh, on the same level upstairs. And, and I was like, what was that? And, and I went and I, and, and I could see that it, ha- it was in the, in the closet. And I was like, what could possibly have fallen in the closet? And it was her stairs. <laughs> and I was like, Ivy, you are here. And I just started laughing. I felt a rush of love. I felt a rush of um, grief. I felt like oh, so many things, but it made me laugh because I was like, she knows. 
girls are <laughs> better than boys. And then Steve said, uh, as far as dogs and training and stuff, that was just, by the way, that's just my own personal opinion. And, and Steve said, well, what if she's saying, no, you need to get a boy. I was like, I have to go with my my uh, gut. And that was my gut. It made me laugh and it made me know that she was talking to me and telling me. So uh, anyway, I just wanted to end on a light note because because it is light, you know, I mean, not having guilt, not being the savior of the world, of your family, of your, I mean, you are, you just be there for yourself, self-care, self-love, like learn to work on yourself first and foremost. When you get that, you can, you can just help so many people raising your frequency, being, you know, being so in love with yourself. One of the things I can't remember, oh, I'm learning something new. I'll have to share with you guys. Um, it's uh, tuning forks. And it's the biofield, biofield tuning. It is amazing. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. Anyway, um, I'll probably get certified in that too. <laughs> but but anyway, um, um, where was I going with that? Because I got all excited about that. Uh, I go from like these like lows to highs to you know all so this. So her kind name of stuff. is the the person who created this biofield biofield tuning, uh, and her name is Eileen McCusick. Or Mikusek, Mikusek, or Mikusek, and uh, and one of the things she said is, she said, you know, just love yourself, love yourself like a puppy. And I could see Ivy and how much I loved her, and I was like, I'm gonna start loving myself like a puppy. And I started looking in the mirror and thinking, you don't really look like a puppy. And I was like, ah, stop that. You look like a puppy. <laughs> I'm gonna start working on. I have been working on loving myself like a puppy. Like whatever, you know, makes me feel so good about myself, I'm going to do it because that's, we want to take care of ourselves first and foremost. If we love ourselves that much that we take such good care of ourselves, then we will take care of others. And and that's the other thing. I want to look at other people and love them like a puppy. You know, I, I want to, um, I want to really value I don't know about a puppy, but I don't know about any of this, this, but it, it just worked for me. It really worked for me. Uh, but, but I started thinking about Steve and, and rather than, you know, uh, get irritated or triggered, or I think triggers are, I got to work on myself when I think of triggers, like there's something in me. And so, um, and it's a waste of energy. So I've got to, got to figure it out and be an adult rather than being that child, you know, that, that gets triggered because of, because I, because I was helpless as a child, but I'm not helpless as, as an adult. So I got to figure that out. So, so that's where I'm with all this trigger stuff, but, um, that's how I feel about, that's what I'm learning. And it's wonderful. It's very, very liberating, very liberating. And the other thing is just recognizing that we are, um, we are in this world, but we are not of this world. And that is my truth. And I love it because it makes me know that, I am so much more than my, um, my emotions, my physical body, my, um, my life, my choices and, uh, and my reality. I get to change my reality by changing my choices, by changing my perspective, by changing who I am. So by, by how I, how I interact with, um, this third dimensional world. So I'm get I get pretty excited about all this stuff. So even though there's a lot of things happening in my life, there's a lot of, beautifulness happening and, and excitement because I know, I know that there are no coincidences. Everything happens for a reason. 
and probably the biggest thing that has really helped me more than anything. I know that everything is a message to me for positive change. And every time that something sad happens or it, something else, knowing that I get, I get excited now thinking, oh, well, what's around the corner? Like even with Ivy, um, it's not like I'm still not having my human moments of mourning and, and that kind of stuff, but all those emotions, but I'm working through them and it's like, okay, what was I to learn with this? And and I just started thinking of all the fun that, that we had and, and all of my pictures, you know, like for everything that I do for um, my Wild and Free Healthy You or my Lenny Motivates or any of my business, like Ivy's everywhere. And, and it's just like, you know, it, it was so sad when I first, like it, it was only, you know, last Saturday, but, but I've grown so much during that time. And I can, and I can see where I can, that these things are um, there. It's all helping me. It's all helping me to grow and be better. And, and um, I don't know why the pictures came into that, but <laughs> because I'm not sure what I'm going to do with all of her pictures um, because they, they, uh, they pull my heartstrings, but I'm good. I'm good. And and I hope you are too. And I, I just wanted to share this with you because everything is a message to you for positive change as well. And when you change your perspective towards that, as much as something hurts, there's, there's something good for you on the other side. And, um, I do believe that I've recently lost a friend and that hurt, but I also recognize, and I mean, I don't mean as in, um, they transitioned, <laughs> but well, the, I guess, I guess they did transition. Um, so, you know, just decided that things, uh, I don't know that, that maybe I wasn't living up to their expectations or something. And, and so, um, that hurt you know, uh, but, but then I started thinking, you know what? I mean, there's just, I'm going through such a tumultuous emotional time right now. I, I just, it's all fine. It's all fine. And it, and it has helped. All of this has helped. And so I want to let you know, I don't care whether it's a, <clears throat> the, the, the death of a, of a, even like your parents or, or, or your, your animal, or you lose your job, or, I mean, there, there's so many things that um, financially that's happening in my life too. And, um, and and you can look at it as scary or you can look at it as, wow, there's something better on the other side. So given that, I just wanted to share that with you because I, I really want you to be happy. That's what I want for you. I, I, that's what I want for me. That's what I want for you because the more of us that are happy and joyful and, and satisfied and content and peaceful, that is such a huge thing to just feel peace. And I think that's the biggest thing that I have learned is to feel peace. So even with Ivy, even with my friend, even with um, some things that are happening in my life, even with Steve, I have peace. And, and peace doesn't mean you don't experience the emotions, the highs, the lows, but if you didn't have the lows, you, you wouldn't have that contrast to understand and, and really appreciate the highs. So that's my ending note. You don't have to be the savior of the world. 
You don't have to be the savior of your family. You just need to be responsible for yourself, unless you have kids, of course, <clears throat> and animals that depend on you. So sorry about my throat issue. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Maybe because I was trying not to cry on my on my episode of the podcast. All right, cutie butts. Well, I love you all very, very mucho and definitely appreciate you. Thank you for listening. And I hope this has helped you. I hope that this will help you to raise your frequency and, and see that you're just so much more than, um, I want you to look at yourself as a cute little puppy <laughs> and start taking care of yourself like you're a cute little puppy. You got to go for a walk. You have to eat good food. You have to brush your teeth. <laughs> All those things to take care of you. And, um, and make sure you get your exercise, drink good water without fluoride, <laughs> eat raw food. You know, all the things that are good for you. That's uh, I want you to look at yourself and treat you like you, you would a cute little puppy because I love that. And I love you. Have a wonderful, wonderful day, night, weekend, wherever you are when you listen to this. Just know I love you and, and appreciate you. See you later. Ciao. Thanks for listening to the Wild and Free Healthy You podcast. I appreciate you so incredibly mucho. Make sure you always take care of you first because your health is your number one asset. To listen to more podcasts, check out LennyMotivates.com and follow me on Instagram at LennyMotivates. Don't forget to share them with your family and friends. Remember to always be your biggest fan and your biggest cheerleader because no one can love you more than you can. Take care of you. Ciao.